0: What does motion sound like? With Kizikans free shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com/socks. What these young bloods have to understand, that this game has always been and will always be about buckets.
1: Just attack the basket.
0: Welcome to Buckets, brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. My name is Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network, joined by NBA Futures Analyst Brandon Anderson. This is your Western Conference post-All-Star Futures show. If you haven't checked it out yet, go check out the Eastern Conference show where Brandon got to take a little bit of the victory lap. He was very magnanimous about his All-Star victories. We broke down a whole bunch of best bets, gave you all sorts of great stuff in there about where we think the conferences are going to be head up over this last month and a half of the NBA season. Today, we're going to talk about the Western Conference and where we think those are going to end up at. Uh, this one, it, the question, Brandon, is very interesting to me about whether or not the West is quote unquote wide open and mm-hmm. about like what's going to happen um, from a regular season perspective. I think we're going to be in pretty stop, like firm alignment here. I don't think people really realize what the picture actually looks like. Playoffs are a different matter. And we'll get to that as we go along. Let's start by reminding everyone that, you need to download the award-winning Action Network app. In there, you get Green Dot Daily. So you go on the video section every day, Green Dot Daily. It's at your betting agenda. You want to find out who to bet on NASCAR. They got it. You want to know who to bet on for college basketball. They got it. You want Brandon to talk about futures, NFL and NBA. He's on there. You want me talking about best bets for NBA and all the news I'm hearing around the league. It's in there. Go check out the Action Network app. Check out Green Dot Daily. As well as you can find all of our picks, our futures. I just put in a rack of them today. not going to cover it today, but I put it in a Rackham Awards bet that we talked about on Monday with Albert. Go check that out in the Action Network app. Brandon, let's start at the top here. The Denver Nuggets currently have a win total of 56 and a half. One of our best bets for the preseason was the Denver Nuggets over 49 and a half. They look set to absolutely breeze past that one. I've already started counting that one as a green check mark in my, in my spreadsheets and and whatnot, they are minus 4,000 to be the one seed. Uh, (laughs) They are plus 300 to win the Western conference. They are not the favorites to win the Western conference at FanDuel. Um, Let's go ahead and start with what, where we think they're going to end up as far as a record wise, you have them projected for 53 wins. Your range is 52 to 57. So a little bit of a, of a stronger range under, I have them at 54.8. So this number, surprisingly, actually, uh I, I think we both kind of agree 56 and a half is a is a little strong, even for as good yeah. as this team has been.
1: Yeah. And I think it's it's really has nothing to do with the team, right? It's all about they don't they just don't need the wins. They don't need to get to 57 or 58, or they're not gonna care about, oh, we're a 60 win team. Really? Really, Nikola Jokic is gonna want that 60 win team on the old resume. That's the Nikola Jokic that we've been seeing. Like it's just I don't think it has anything to do with the profile. We like their profile. We like the Nuggets. We've talked about them all year. We did in the preseason. Jamal Murray is back and breaking out. Everything is good. We like them. I just don't think that has anything to do with the over-under because they're not getting a push from anybody. Memphis is six wins back in the wins column right now, and everyone else is much further. There's nobody here. So when you're you're minus 4,000 to be the one seed, you are like, you're the one seed. That's it. We're a wrap. I don't remember how long it's been since we had a a wrapped one seed at the All-Star break. Like, that's wild. We are a ways out here. But if you are the one seed, I don't know. I, I guess as I'm saying that, the one thing that could matter is Denver has to believe at this point that they have a chance to make the finals. They certainly would like to make the finals. Does Denver care enough about having more wins than Boston or Milwaukee or somebody like that to earn a possible game seven NBA finals in Denver. That's the only real reason you push for wins.
0: They would tell you no, but there's been a couple of comments on the side that make it sound like they would welcome the opportunity to secure home court throughout the playoffs, including the finals. I mean, this team has championship aspirations. The team is not in like, just happy to be here. Like, they, if they don't make the finals, it's a failure. They want to win the whole thing. Um, I, I would say that, it, let me put it this way. If it comes into that last night of the season, if they win, they're the one seed overall, they'll do it. Like, they'll play yeah. guys and they'll win. Um, Most likely, or they'll try to win, rather. One thing that I will kind of say here, as far as the number um, goes. So, I have them projected at 54.8 without an adjustment on their number and if you basically look at them they were so bad defensively the first month of the half of the season that it has absolutely poisoned their numbers since then and they haven't been able to dig out of it like they're finally starting to climb into the top 15 it's been two and a half months of great play and they are just now climbing out of that December 7th was when they lost to the Mavericks at home. That was the turning point of their season. After that was when they kind of got their shit together and started to play better. And as evidenced by since that time, since December 8th, the Nuggets are third in offense at 118.8, and they are sixth in defense, which that's what most people are going to be would be okay. like, whoa, because they were so bad early, and they've been so good since. Now, a lot of that's home yeah. games, etc. I would just say that, like, if I gave them a bump, if I gave them a bump, basically being like, that's not who they are right now. Like I'm keeping it stable for betting purposes. Cause I'm like, look, some of these games were, were at home and they might not be as good, but let, let's say I give them a, a, a push of a point. Let's give bump them up a point. Cause that's really is a difference in how good that they've been. Now I get up to 55.6 as a projected number. And now we're kind of scraping up against it. But even if I give them a point of differential, And they have been without some guys like some of these were like losses where Joker didn't play. And that's going to impact their number. I would say that this is a stay away. It's close enough. Like I think Denver could win 57 pretty easily. Uh, That wouldn't that wouldn't necessarily surprise me. Like they have 23 games remaining. And so that's what 16 and seven to get there. That's very doable for this Denver team. Like they could absolutely do that. I think it's a stay away as far as the win total goes.
1: Yeah, I think it's a stay away. Uh, we talked about the process a little bit more in the Eastern episode, but yeah, I I have them. My number for them was about 55 and a half. And then I just kind of manually adjust it down just based on eh, what are they going to push for? Like if you're around 55, I don't think that's quite enough to be in a range to win that last game, to catch Boston, Milwaukee, whoever it is, maybe. You don't catch Boston, but maybe it's still you could catch Milwaukee and maybe that alone is still like, yeah, well, maybe we play them in the finals. Let's still get that home court. I don't know the mentality. I I don't need money on it. We've already, you and I already have our Denver position here. We're going to be looking, I'm sure, at more than just regular season here. I think we move past that point with this team. To me, the only Denver position that I'm thinking about really, and we're not doing really awards on this, but. I think Denver minus four thousand to be the one seed. They're the one seed that again reinforces that. I just think MVP is a wrap. I think we're gonna find other people to talk about, and somebody's gonna make a push, and we're gonna do the thing. But Denver coasting to the one seed. I just don't know who else is gonna have the case to take it away from Jokic, barring basically a season ending injury at this point. Otherwise, I just I don't need to play it. I would lean under if I had to do a number on it, but. You're right. There's there's no real value or incentive for me to to need a, this in my portfolio.
0: The narrative is that this course is definitely trying to put a scare into voters right now. Like that's yeah. the new thing is like, are you really gonna vote a guy with no MBA titles, a three time MVP? It's like, well, what if he won? Yeah. The title? What if we won the title this year? But he won't. How do you know? I just do. Okay. <laughs> how how do you vote on something using information from after the event? About an award that's based off of prior events, you just do we know who's a real hooper. Like it's these conversations are the absolute dumbest, and every year I have to deal with them. No, I'll say that. Every year I choose to deal with them, and I shouldn't, but I do. We're 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 part of it. We we are
1: literally being part of it right now, but it it is what it is. It's it's gonna happen. We're gonna have the conversation because we like to talk about it, and you and I are part of it, and we're gonna talk about it all too. I think at the end of the day, the odds are going to swing whichever way. I'm not sure I need to put my money on it now because I think maybe the odds dip at some point when inevitably we have the media week for Luca or Tatum or wow, Embiid, here he comes. Somebody's going to have that week again. We have too much time left on the season to fill media airspace, including us. Someone's going to make a push and there will be another spot later. I just think at the end of the day, When the votes come in, it's going to be Jokic.
0: The Memphis Grizzlies, who I have uh, hated on extensively. It's looking pretty good. (laughs) Took the under at 51.5, took the under at 50.5. Those bets are all looking pretty solid. The over-under on the Grizzlies right now, 49.5. They're plus 700. To win the Western Conference, we should talk about the, the the Western Conference number for the Grizzlies too. But let's wait, and we'll talk about in comparison with the Suns. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, the Grizzlies are plus eleven hundred to get the one seed. If you think that they're going to absolutely finish on a tear, uh, currently you have the Memphis Grizzlies at fifty wins. Your projection is between forty nine and fifty two, and uh, I have them a little bit lower. I have them at forty eight point three. My numbers. I have said this consistently are never going to like them because they can't score in the half court. They continue to be terrible. Luke Kennard's not going to fix that. That's going to be an issue for them going forward. I'm always going to be lower on them. I would just note that I was lower on them this season when it looked like they were going to roll up to a 55-win pace, and I kept betting the under, and here we are. Like, if there's one team that I feel like I have a pretty good feel on, it's probably the Memphis Grizzlies. I think I got a pretty good solid lock on this. I was surprised to see you, you being higher on them. At 50 with a 49 to 52 but you do have a best bet on this team it turns out
1: i do yeah and i think part of it too is look we just victory labbed ourselves on denver we, we gotta take the other side on this both of us were out on memphis coming into the year i, I was betting against them in the division i think i was on their under we just we, I, I missed on it it wasn't a no, team that was...
0: i'm gonna stop you no we weren't sir
1: Okay, that's why I switched to eye. I could see from your face that it needed to be an eye. You you were in on
0: them. I I remind me. No, 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 you weren't wrong, Brandon. This is cherish these moments <laughs> I as I as I have to tell <laughs> you this. Like, if Zion Williamson doesn't get hurt, they are winning the division. We were right. I'm sure. sorry. We were
1: right. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. But the if Zion doesn't get hurt is part of the cap and why right. the number was long. It's all yeah. fair. I, I would say this. The Grizzlies right now are basically on pace to be a 50-win team. That's good. That's a good team. 50 wins is not a two-seed in almost any normal year. So be careful as you're like, oh, wow, the Grizzlies, true contenders, two-seeds. Like Those those are not all the same thing. Not all two-seeds are created equal. This two-seed in the West is not the two-seed in the East. Those are not the same sort of profile. So notice the win number. Here's what I like about the Grizzlies. One of my best bets right now heading into the second half, well, half quote-unquote, we are in the home stretch now. You can bet the Grizzlies to be exactly the two seed. That's minus 150. That's an implied 60%. I like it. I don't see them moving off the two seed. Here's the profile. Grizzlies are six wins behind the Nuggets for the one seed. We just said the Nuggets are minus 4,000. To be the one seed. So they're not moving up. The Grizzlies are also six losses fewer than the Suns and the Clippers, the two teams that ostensibly would have to catch them from behind. Now, of course, anyone could catch them still. The bottom could totally fall out, but wouldn't the bottom have fallen out when Jaw got hurt for a while or when Jaron Jackson didn't play the start of the season, which was part of my cap? But they found a way. Here's Santi Aldama doing stuff. Desmond Bain has been out a while. They got more Dylan Brooks in place of Desmond Bain. I don't like that. Didn't matter. They won all the games anyway. I think their profile is probably better than what a lot of the metrics say. Their profile for winning games in the regular season is better than what your model says because your your model just doesn't like the Grizzlies and they keep winning now. We're going to have a different Grizzlies conversation when we get to April. We are not going to... Be so glowing about them, but right now, six wins to Denver, six losses to everyone else. There's 25 games left. That is a 12 game margin that they can just sit in anywhere in that no oh, four game winning streak. Who cares? You made up one game on the Nuggets. Oh, five game losing streak doesn't matter. Still three or four losses away from all the other teams below them. I'll I'll drink the juice. You know. I don't like doing the minus 150 bets. So if if I'm taking it, I got to really like it. And I just think one and two seeds out West, we're done.
0: I think I'm probably going to bet this as a way to get out of the Pelicans division. I'm going to hedge this mm-hmm. as a, like a way to basically hedge out of that. Um, cause that's going to, that's, that's going to lose because of freaking injuries um, was Brandon Ingram had been better. Um, I will, I do want to say something though, cause you're, you're being a little disrespectful to one team. You're like, there's six ahead of the Clippers and the Suns. There's no (laughs) one else around them. And there's a little beam sticking out of the the corner of the map. As the Sacramento Kings are just three games back in the loss column. Like, are you worried at all? Like, look, if Memphis does screw around or if Ja gets hurt or, I mean, most people are like, ah, they play without Ja. If Bain gets hurt or Jaron gets hurt and they fall off a little bit, is there any concern that the Kings could maybe, like the Kings were being chased like hell from the phoenix suns with kevin durant now are you a little bit worried that maybe they could catch
1: so uh, are we doing the kings now are like are we gonna do the king section right now because i got more on the kings i just want to know how how into this am i going is this king's time
0: no so let's go ahead and we'll wait and we'll come back okay right the question but i want you to i want you to think about here, it
1: Here, here's the short answer the short answer is i went into this exercise prepping for the second part of the season thinking oh man The Kings, boy, aren't they a team to start fading. They they are such an obvious fade candidate. And then I dug into it and actually now really like the Kings. And I have a whole bunch of ways I'm betting the Kings. And I like the Kings overs and I'm in on the Kings. And now here you are saying, hey, Brandon, you know who you forgot about? The team you really like and have like five bets to tell people about. So that's interesting. I really, truly didn't consider them chasing down the Grizzlies. It would be high comedy to me if all of my Kings and Grizzlies seeding bets somehow flopped because I liked all the teams I liked the right way, but I didn't like the Kings quite enough and they passed them anyway. We'll come back to them. Let's do what are you doing? Suns
0: or Clippers next. Let's do Suns because we'll talk about Suns. Let's talk about the we're gonna just like lump a lot of this in. We're just, basically we're gonna use the Suns as a leadoff for Western conference title futures. Okay. Is how we're gonna kind of structure this. Um, all right, let's do the Suns are at 45 and a half on the win total currently the Phoenix Suns are 32 and 28. So I'm going to do the math in my head on what that means.
1: 22 games left. So they have to go 14 and eight to hit the over.
0: I have a whole spreadsheet and you just did it in your head. I hate it when you do that. Um, (laughs) They have to get, they have to go what again? Say it again. 14 and eight to hit the over. Okay. 14 and eight to hit the over. By the way, their uh, preseason win total, they have to go 21 and one to hit the, hit the over. Good luck. Um, So, Kevin Durant coming in, obviously a big deal. They are the favorites to win the Western Conference. No surprise. Just with you add Kevin Durant to a team that went to the finals two years ago. They've been, they were not healthy this year. They're plus 220 to win the Western Conference. That is a favorite currently at shortest odds at FanDuel. Uh, They are plus 6,600 to get the one seed. If you think they're just basically not going to lose again. That's what you would basically need is like, they don't lose again. Or they lose like four games
1: so no four might be too much they might just literally have to not lose again like that you do the thing that i'm gonna do the thing that you do there's not that many games left like, you're behind by six games or eight games or whatever it's real hard to make up that ground because guess what the nuggets aren't going to go 0-22 the rest of the way either
0: yeah the the uh by the way the, the uh, to put this in perspective the nuggets magic number to finish with a better record than the suns is 14 that's before tiebreaker <laughs> so like the the if the nuggets if the suns lose four games total the rest of the way the nuggets would only have to go like 10 and 13. yeah to secure that they're gonna it's not happening the, yeah they're gonna finish with a better record uh but tell me what you think about the 45 and a half projection on the win total you currently have them uh right on the dot at 45 43 yep. to 47 is their range I currently have them at 45.6 so I have them right at this number <laughs> as well uh what do you think about the win total and then we'll talk about the yeah. top
1: of odds. I think our numbers tell the story. There Let's we'll keep it brief. It's a pass. It's a pass. I don't need my money on it. This is not a team that I think cares about regular season. The goal for this team is integrate Kevin Durant, get him and Chris and Devin healthy for the playoffs. That's it. Whatever path it happens to be sure we're in the last game of the year, we can bump up to this seed, get a home game. We could play, sorry, the Kings in the first round. I think teams are going to be angling for that in this three to six seed range. Sure, we'll try for a game. Otherwise, they just want to get there. They just want to get healthy to May and try to make a run. I don't want anything to do with regular season stuff for this team.
0: I have them manually upgraded three and a half points off of their raw number. So that's basically a two and a half point bump for Kevin Durant over this last quarter of games and then giving them about 1.2 for the fact that they were without Devin, and they basically fell off the map with injuries for a month and a half. You can make the argument that's actually a little bit light. Like, I wouldn't mind if you are like, I think this should probably be four and a half. I would not be like, that's crazy. Um, I would be like, all right, that's, that's, that's okay. We could probably bump that up. It's still not enough to get me on the over, but that's like just as an idea of where my head's at. I, the injuries... Through the month of December and January, combined with adding Kevin Durant, I got to a 3.7 bump. Um, much of that is because, like, if this was a earlier in the season, I would probably be more aggressive. But there's only so many games left, so I can only give them so much of a bump. And I think on, on a game-to-game, like, also, I would just say this, like, a, a three-and-a-half uh, where I've got them on the, on the rating, I have them as a half-point favorite versus Denver on neutral court. That's to give you an idea of where they landed at. They're a half point better than Denver on neutral court, which to me sounds about right. Like they should probably be favored in that series. Given the talent, I will probably bet Denver, but that's like where I have them located. We agree.
1: Let me clarify that though, because I think though, if you have them a half a point favored on a neutral court, they should not be favored in that series because Denver will be home court in the series. And I think that's interesting. So yeah, I think it's interesting. I think the number is about right, but Denver is, is real. Like, yeah. yeah, but but they got Kevin Durant. Yeah, well, Denver has Nikola Jokic, who has been better than Kevin Durant for three years and counting right now. I'm sorry you had to find out this way. Nikola Jokic is just as good and more impactful. And the thing we all say about Durant, how, I don't know, does he really elevate his teammates to make them all better? Guess who I know does that really well? Nikola Jokic, pretty much elevates the teammates quite well. So I think it's interesting that they're that close still, even after trading the entire world to get Kevin Durant, they still are only slightly barely ahead on a neutral court, and they're not going to be on a neutral court. Denver is going to have home court in the series. So let's talk about then the West odds, because we've done this a little bit. We're going to keep doing it, I'm sure, the whole way. (laughs) Should we should we start by burying Memphis in this conversation? Because I know neither one of us is going to be in on them, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, look. If nothing else, you listen to this podcast because you pay attention to betting, and you can think what you want about the market. But I think it's very rare that you're going to be a smart, educated person about the market and think that it's it is like we we will we'll say times when we're like this number's wrong. Like I just don't agree with this number. I think that you should start with most things from a from an assumption that the numbers are accurate from some perspective that like you can get there. Memphis is plus 700 to win the the Western Conference compared to plus 300 for Denver, plus 220 for for, um, the Suns, plus 500 for the Clippers. The Grizzlies are between the Clippers and the Mavericks for odds. Like that's where they put them and they can't put them any lower because of their seating. So just like, they're also probably going to get the worst bracket imaginable. It's very likely that they're going to have an absolute like, both Brandon and I's projections essentially kind of have them in a spot where it's pretty likely. Like, I think it's very likely that they're going to get the winner of like a Suns Clippers or Suns Warriors 3 6. Best of luck. <laughs> so, yeah, like I'm willing to go ahead and
1: after, by the way, after getting the best team out of the play in, who's going to be pretty good, somebody yeah. out of the play in that's a seven seed is going to be good. And then if you get through that team and then get through the Suns, Warriors, Clippers, whatever team, good luck. Now you made it to the Nuggets in the conference finals. Like I, I, the Grizzlies could absolutely win a series. I think they're a very matchup dependent team, but there are so many different good teams in the West to see them winning against three of them in a series right now. I guess we're just back to the, the old Memphis disrespect. Cause I, I just, I don't, I, I don't even want it at 700. I, I don't know if it's the right number, but I certainly would not play it. I just don't really believe in them having a chance. I, I think if you had to say, okay, in the West, who are your four Western semifinalists? I think you would go Denver, Phoenix, Clippers, and then you would argue about who the fourth one is, but you'd argue about like multiple other teams. And then someone would be like, what about the Grizzlies? You'd be like, oh yeah, well, I don't know. Maybe if they got the right matchup. That's kind of where they're at in the hierarchy to me. And I think that's telling.
0: So we kind of, we touched on this earlier. Um, I have them, the Suns is a half point favorite on neutral court. They'll be in Denver. Denver is ungodly at home. I'm just telling you, like, I watch that team every night at home. I've seen good home teams. I have very rarely seen any team. Like, I don't know how you're going to beat them, like, the key with the, with the Nuggets is you're gonna have to beat them at least once at home and hold court and hold serve. Like that's what you're gonna have to do. You gotta beat them at least once, if not twice, in Denver, and you gotta hold your hold your own home court. It's tough, man. They are so freaking good at home. Um, so obviously, like I think that they should be the favorites here because they're gonna have home court over Phoenix. Um I go back and forth on the value to for them to win the Western Conference at plus 300. I bet them at longer numbers after the initial Kevin Durant trade because the market overreacted. Like that was all of our takeaway. We did a round table, yep. you, me, and Joe, and we were all like, the market overreacted. It will move back the other direction. That's exactly what happened is yep. everyone rushed in. Like the markets were like, oh God, Kevin Durant. It took all that money. And then we're like, and then the sharp bettors were like, we'll 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 take Denver at a longer number. Thanks. Like they're, no. gonna, they're very good. I think you can probably wait and bet them in certain series, I don't think you need to, like, I don't think the best time to bet Denver is going to be before the the playoffs because their number will shorten once they secure the one seed. Like this number factors in the uncertainty of them winning the one seed. Even if we're talking about how unlikely we think it is, that uncertainty has to be part of it. And as well as injuries and other factors there. So I don't think it's there. Probably the best time to win it is like, if Denver goes down, like does lose one at home in a second round series, like, let's say it's Dallas in a second round series in the four or five and they get out of it and they face Denver in a one, four matchup. They lose game two at home. Dallas has home court. Everyone's going Luca mania. That's probably the best time to bet Denver. I don't think that now is the best time to bet Denver. I don't think that Denver's odds should be longer than Phoenix's, but I don't think that yeah. Denver, that the time to bet Denver is now.
1: Yeah, I think I'm basically with you on that. Uh, we like Denver. We're probably both going to look for spots to back Denver at some point in the future. I don't hate it right now. I just think you missed the window. The window was right after the Durant trade when we told you to bet on it. Now the odds are shortening a little, but I still think if you had to pick one, I'm definitely choosing the Denver number, not the Phoenix number. I just don't know that you need to choose either of them. Just because one number is bad doesn't mean the other one is good. Denver I think too you know if you wait and now Denver is oh look they're the one seed again with the Grizz the two seed like if the standings basically reflect what we're seeing right now the odds won't have shifted a whole lot but the difference is now it's six weeks from now Nicole Jokic still healthy and looking awesome Jamal Murray still looking like an all-star not early season Jamal Murray Michael Porter Jr. wow he's on fire right now like You get all the extra information of, hey, yeah, I actually still want to back this team six weeks from now. Well, did you get it at plus 260 now instead of plus 300? Maybe. I'm willing to sacrifice that margin, that 40 cents on the dollar for all that extra information and and health and security of seeing where we're at. To me, Denver is, is fine, but we'll get a better number. The key takeaway for me is that the Suns are a bad number and you should not and cannot bet the Suns right now. I think the Suns are being priced as though they have a chance to be the one seed. And we just explained why that's almost certainly not going to happen. And I think because of that, because they're going to end up the three or the four or five even, they might have three road series to get out of the West. That's possible. And if that's the case, Kevin Durant or not, they're going to have to lengthen the number a little bit. I just, I can't see making them the favorite. And certainly at that number right now, I think not betting Phoenix West is is the big takeaway for me.
0: I think the time to bet Phoenix is going to be three weeks from now. They'll Hmm. have lost some games and they'll be like, okay, they're not, I, I will set up this, this, this way. If you think that this is a super team, if you think that this team is going to be as good as the 2017 Warriors with KD, if you think we're looking at that, if that's what you come to, and like, I don't blame you for reaching there. It's a little bit of a reach given what Golden State had already accomplished, right? They were a championship team already, but like this Suns team, give or take Mikhail and Cam did matter, but this Suns team did go to the finals two years ago. And now you add Kevin Durant essentially to a team that went to the finals two years ago. I understand. So like, I get it. If that's your position, if that's how you feel, then you should bet this now. I don't think that they'll, I think they'll be really good. I think they'll be very dangerous. I even would say that like in a vacuum outside of my ratings, I would say that the Suns should probably be favorites to win the Western conference. (laughs) Like, I'm not like, it's ridiculous that the Suns are the favorites. No, I get it. They have Kevin Durant and the team that went to the finals two years ago right like my numbers say that they shouldn't be the favorite but that's different from not understanding a narrative kind of concept um yeah. and so i think in three weeks they'll have lost some games they'll have won some you'll have a good sense of who they are they'll have dropped a little bit because they'll be like oh well, they can't get the one seed they're probably not going to get the two you know we'll drop them down and now when they're like plus 350 or something you can get a better number. I don't think you want to wait to the playoffs. I don't, I think that they might just roll through. It might be one of those situations where they just destroy. Everyone could very well be that this team could be awesome. I'm very open to that, but I think like, and listen to buckets. We'll tell you there will come probably a, a point in the next four weeks where we are on the show being like, now this, this is it. This is when yeah. you want to get Phoenix. This is the buy low opportunity.
1: Yeah. And I, I think I'll just add to that saying, I think you're a little more optimistic on this team than I am because I found myself like kind of being like, well, about four times during that whole thing. I'm not ready to go ahead and put these Kevin Durant sons anywhere in the conversation with any of those warriors teams. I know you didn't say they were the same. You explicitly said they're not the same. I'm going to explicitly say that they do not belong in the same sentence with each other. The, the warriors were awesome and all that. Not because of just Kevin Durant, not just because of Steph Curry, who obviously the sons don't have either the defensive profile is, is, they're not in the same universe with each other. And I think there are serious flaws that existed with the old Suns team, which is why they didn't win the title, that now exist even more with this version of the team. I just don't see that the super team thing, like, you're right. If you think this team rips off a 22 and two stretch or a 20 and two, sorry, to to close the year, then yeah, sure, you got to get it now. But I think, I think there's a lot of other ways you could bet it along the way. I just don't. I don't know what we're seeing on this team to believe that that's what's in there, especially when they don't even know how to play together yet or they're not healthy yet. The other thing I would add is this. With the Nuggets I talked about, you don't need to bet it now. Wait for four to six weeks because just want to make sure, why not know what we can know then? Guess who you really would like that extra information on? The team with Kevin Durant and Chris Paul and Devin Booker, the three guys who never stay healthy ever. Like, we're not going to... I was going to ask you this, but I don't want I don't want to guess a percentage, but just listener, think to yourself, what percentage chance would I give right now that 6 weeks from now, 8 weeks from now in the playoffs start, what percentage chance is one of Kevin Durant or Devin Booker or Chris Paul not fully healthy or maybe out for the season or out the rest of the playoffs? What chance do I give that Cause it's the highest of any relevant team in this race, whatever chance you're choosing. I don't wish it on anyone. We want to see all the teams good and at their best, but that is a serious factor. And the earlier you bet this team, you not only don't know if they're that great yet, you don't know if you even get to benefit from it because they might just not be healthy anyway. Those three of all guys.
0: You have in your, in your bets, you've got a lean on over three and a half on the seating. So
1: let's, let's skip that and get to the Clippers and then Kings, because those three are all in the same division. And I want to kind of talk about, I mentioned all my Kings positions. They're all kind of feeding to the same thing. I wouldn't play the over three and a half because I think there are other different, better ways to play that. Okay.
0: Clippers. I just assume you're with me and like, I just think this is a stay away. I understand everyone's excitement about the, about the Clippers and playing better. I probably need to upgrade them a little bit more manually given how Kawhi's played if you tell me quite miss it. like i just why why look we you you talked me into the over on the clippers and we both liked them we both loved them because of their versatility and depth it didn't really matter when they played like morons the first two months of the season when the team that had all this shooting just didn't shoot threes that was maddening um we're gonna like i'm gonna lose some money i didn't bet a lot on the on the over there but like i am at the point of just being like nope i don't the Clippers just are not worth our regular season money. We got to stop talking ourselves into this. I think that continues here.
1: Yeah, I I think you could just like producer David could just take all my stuff I just said about the Suns and just repeat it all for the Clippers. Like, I haven't even really thought about this before, but why Kevin Durant? Which one do you want? I don't know. They're both really good. Paul George, Devin Booker. Which one do you want? Oh, both pretty good. I, well, I know if I want Chris Paul or Russell Westbrook, I have a decision on that one. You can decide which one you think it's Chris. But like these these hypothetical teams that might be really good any given night, we'll see, might decide not to bother showing up that night. As we've seen that with the Clippers, might just not be healthy. This is another team that you can't bet right now because we don't know if Kawhi is going to be ready for the 10-week haul of the playoffs. We don't know about PG either. I I tried to get excited about them a little bit because I was like, well, Reggie Jackson and John Wall sucked and they got rid of them, addition by subtraction. Well, guess what? Mr. Subtraction by addition is on the team now. And Russell Westbrook, I think, pretty much just replaces the Reggie and John Wall. And and look, let me be clear. I tweeted about the Westbrook thing. Like, "I, I see 11 dudes on the Clippers that I would rather play than Russell Westbrook. Let me be clear, that does not mean abstract. Russell Westbrook is a worse basketball player than those 11. If we're having a one-on-one basketball contest or a talent-level contest, I'll take Westbrook. I'm not dumb, but if I want to win some basketball games and I already have Kawhi and PG and the guys they have on the team, I don't need Westbrook in that mix. And if it wasn't volatile enough, adding him in, And seeing what that's going to look like, no, thank you. I I do not want it, sir. No, thank you very much. It's a pass on regular season stuff. I wouldn't mind playing the plus 290 division just because I I don't get it. Like why, why it's Clippers, Suns, Kings. Why is the Suns number way shorter than the Clippers when they're basically at the same win total And at some books, Clippers are 46 and a half higher than the Suns. I don't understand why the Clippers are way longer. You're probably going to tell me a tiebreaker thing right now, so that's probably part of it, but if you want to play them, I don't mind that way. I just don't need to do it.
0: I mean, it's it's, in reality, it's this, is that the Suns were the number one seed in the Western Conference before the injuries hit in December. Um, And they just added Kevin Durant. Now, that makes it a little more unstable. It compromises their depth, but like that's the core of this is that the suns are are really really awesome and like trying to get i will say this too like for me trying to get a projection on the suns is almost impossible because i can't exclude the month and a half where they were so banged up it was unrecognizable but i'm not going to go back and just take where they were on this on december 1st and take them from there either I don't know what the impact of losing McHale is. I don't know what the impact of losing Cam is. And I don't know what the impact of losing those two together is because there's a little bit of a cluster effect. Like Kevin Durant's a good defender, but he's not Cam Johnson and, and especially not McHale Bridges. Those two guys are good offensively, but they're certainly not Kevin Durant. So like, I, I think trying to get the, a sense of those is really difficult. What I want to ask you, though, is like, as we're, we're kind of talking about this, um, let's talk about the division because you kind of mentioned Suns over three and a half on the seating. Clippers are plus 290, Kings plus 480, Warriors plus 1,300, Suns minus 150. What's the best value, do you think, on on to win the Pacific Division right now?
1: All right, now we're doing Kings. This is light the beam, it's Kings season. I think the Kings are the right value here. So so let's talk about the Kings. Their profile confused me a little bit because on the surface, it looks like some similar things to the Grizzlies in that I think their profile is one where we're talking just regular season here. I think we're going to want to fade them in the playoffs for some obvious reasons. The defense is not good. And I think too, they've been one of the healthiest teams. So they're benefiting. It's shocking when you look at the standings and you're like, Whoa, the Sacramento Kings are the three seed, but we said it about the Grizzlies at the two seed. Not all seeds are created equal. And I think this is a very flimsy three seed And I was expecting to be like, all right, let me point out all the flaws. The health won't last, the numbers aren't quite that good. They're the healthy team playing some of the unhealthy teams. They're a kind of a fake three seed. And then I saw all the numbers at all the books who are like, the kings suck. The kings are like the eight seed. We're pricing them accordingly. And now I've gone the other way. The kings don't suck. The kings are pretty good. They're pretty good offense. No, that's not fair. They're the number two offense behind only the possibly historically great Denver Nuggets offense. That's really good. And offense is stickier than defense and wins a lot of basketball games. Night to night, being the number two offense in 2023, turns out is a great winning formula, whatever else is happening for your team. So let me give you some bets here because I like the Kings who, by the way, right now are the three seed. They are right now ahead of the Suns, ahead of the Clippers, a little janky because they've played a different number of games but in the standings they're the three seed so i looked at it i saw the plus 40 for division i was like all right well i think that's the play then right i think you gotta play kings to pass on the division like i didn't comment about the warriors i don't really give the warriors credit for being the conversation i'm going to keep it just to these three for now however if i like the plus 480 for division i've seen a 500 out there if they win the division They have to beat the Suns and the Clippers in the standings. If they beat the Suns and the Clippers in the standings, they're at least the four seed and maybe the three seed. So rather than playing the division, here's my fun little escalator. I already wrote this up. It's going to come out in in my position soon. Three bets. I'm playing them all. First bet, under five and a half seed. So I need the Kings to be the five seed or better. This is my base bet. I think that right now we're looking at Clippers, Suns, Kings, Mavs. I think books are treating those four teams like the three to six seed. I think the Mavs belong in the next group down. So I think the Kings are pretty safely below that. That is a plus one to 15. So I'm getting plus number on the Kings to at least be top five. They could still be behind the Clippers and the Suns and still be the five seed. I think that's probably the most likely outcome still hits that bet. Now, now I'm only a game behind the Clippers and the Suns. That's where I have them. I have Sacramento at 44. I have the Clippers and Suns at 45. So I have them behind, but right there. And if I like the possible division odds, plus 500 to be the outright four seed, all I had to do was pass one of those two teams, plus 800, my favorite bet, to be the three seed. If they win the division, they already are ahead of the Suns and the Clippers. We're not going to pass... The Grizzlies, please, God, don't let that be the reason I lost this bet. (laughs) Plus 800 to be the three seed, I think, is the smarter way to bet this than playing the division. Because if they win the division, all you're really betting on now is we didn't catch all the way up to the Grizzlies, and somebody like Dallas or whoever didn't do even better than that. I think that the Kings are in range for all of this. So that's my weird escalator play. Under five and a half seed plus odds, and then plus 500 four seed, plus 800 three seed. I'd split the bet half and half on that as the escalator. That's my wild Kings light the beam case. Have I have I lit any beams for you? What do you think?
0: I think I'm going to tell you on this. I think I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go with you. Um, here's the argument against, if you want like the counter argument. Okay. It's that the Kings had a really, 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 really good start, and then they've been like not plummeting but just gradually yeah. fading. Uh the last 15 games, the Sacramento Kings are 8 and 7 with a plus 0. 0.6 net rating. That's compared to the Phoenix Suns who without Kevin Durant, without Kevin Durant, uh have mm-hmm. a substantially better net rating uh over the last 15 games at plus 3.8 and they're 11 and 4 and the Clippers who are plus 3.9. And are 10 and five so essentially like the last 15 games which is not a tiny sample uh the kings have been more of the mediocre ilk like this is the kind of thing is just like the books are basically saying they had a good start they're gonna fade we trust these other teams more i think that four seed is where you really start to get value Hmm. because it hedges against You know what? They couldn't hold off the Suns. They made too much, too strong of a run, but the Clippers rested guys, or the Clippers made a huge run. The Suns weren't quite as good. So they settled in there and you win both of the under five and a half and the four bet. So, like, the escalator there works. The only complication there, I think, is Dallas. Is like in all this conversation, we haven't gotten to Dallas yet, which, like, again, they're another team. (laughs) Very difficult to kind of project with the Kyrie stuff. The Kyrie Luka minutes were not good. Um, but I I will just kind of say like, I have the Kings projected currently at 46.2 wins. I have the Suns at 45.6, even if I bump them up to where they get over, that still gets them in the four spot. I have the Mavericks at 43.8, the Clippers at 43.5. I can bump those up and the the Kings still have a very, a much better than five to one, which is the four seed fighting chance of landing top four. So
1: yeah,
0: uh, I'm probably going to tell you on this. I like this setup.
1: Yeah, to, and to me, it's it's again, we talked on the Eastern version of this podcast about in the top four, I made a case for why I would be happy to bet of all four teams in the regular season, why I want to back Philadelphia. They're the team that I think has the most to gain by pushing. I think Sacramento is the Philadelphia of this group of teams. Dallas, you got Luka, you got Kyrie, just get healthy and learn how to play together and make sure both parties would like to play basketball in the playoffs, right? Just get there. The Clippers, just put them in bubble wrap and get there. Who's the matchup? I don't know. Whatever. We'll figure it out. We'll be there later. Kevin Durant, CP, Book. We've been to the finals. We all know how this is going. Just get us there. Oh, division banner, that's cute. Hey, you know who the division banner is cute for? The Sacramento Kings. The Kings would love to hang a division banner. The Kings would love to get the four seed and earn home court in the first round of a series that they might actually think they could win. Home court matters if you're the Kings. Getting the three seed matters if you're the Kings. I don't think any of these other teams on their range really could care less. Frankly, if anything, I think some of them might tank a game or two at the end so they get to play the Kings. But that helps our bet because the Kings get to kind of move up in the standings while somebody else loses on purpose. I just think motivationally, like the numbers say this is close and the motivations are all in favor of Sacramento, where I don't think any of the other three teams really are going to care all that much to make a push.
0: We don't know about the update of of Steph Curry. We don't know where his, when he's going to be back, but I do want to ask you about this. Uh, Of these three bets, Clippers plus 500, Warriors plus 900, Mavericks plus 800 to win the Western Conference. You don't have to bet any of them. Which one do you like the best? I'll go first while you think about it. Um, Who
1: are the three teams?
0: Clippers plus 500, Warriors plus 900, Mavericks plus 800. Okay. I still have to return to the Warriors at plus 900. Um, I wrote about this on Twitter a little bit over the weekend. I'll probably do a little bit of it in my trends piece going into the start of the season here on Thursday. Um, Two things are simultaneously true. 90% of all NBA uh, conference representatives have come from a top three seed. Yep. Yeah, there are 16 teams total in NBA history that have won their conference as more than a three seed. It is also true that the Warriors have the best net rating for any five man unit. That's played hundred minutes this season. They're better than the Nuggets. The Nuggets are very close at second. It's that lineup. It's the death lineup with Looney instead of pool. The Warriors, when they have Steph Draymond and clay healthy for all games of a series, have not lost. Period end dot. Draymond missed the game five in 2016. Clay missed the remainder of the of the series in 2019. Other than that, they've won the title. That's who the Warriors are. Now, there's a lot of reasons to not believe that they should be favorites here or like serious. Like they've told us who they are. I talked about this with Ken Barkley, right? Going in, in a couple weeks ago. They've told us who they are all year. They can't, they don't have any depth. They can't win games on the road. They're not going to be a top three seed. Their offense is mediocre. Their defense hasn't been great. Like they have 50 plus games. The Warriors have told us we're not a great team. The passability of what they can be is better than plus 900. So even with the Clippers, now I have positions on Clippers in preseason, but that's what helps me here. Um, I don't buy Mavericks. I don't think the defense will be good enough. So to me, this is a pretty obvious bet. If you were going to bet one of these three, I don't want it right now. I need to see when Steph gets back. But I will say I did this last year where I bet the Warriors when Steph was out because they had to factor in the uncertainty with his injury. When I was like, he's going to be back for the playoffs. It's going to be fine. And I got way better number. And that was a huge win for us. So, like, it's going to be hard for me not to include the Warriors. But they were going to be a top three seed last year. They will not. They will have to go on the road where they were terrible this year. That has to matter here. Clippers plus 500. Warriors plus 900. Mavericks plus 800. Which would you want to bet?
1: Okay, so... No, I don't want to bet this bet. I will not bet any of them, but I'm going to choose an answer because that's the game. I'm not choosing Dallas. Dallas is my first elimination here. I don't see the defense. I don't see the path. I, I'm kind of fading Dallas. I, I like the Dallas under. They. I don't, I don't like their chances to get to the win total. I just see too many, too many ways and go sideways. I thought I was going to choose the Clippers, and then I heard your case for the Warriors. And I don't even know if it was the case for the Warriors as much as my PTSD of last season for about 40 or 50 games being like, Warriors, baby, we're back. Here we go. Shooty hoops, Steph, we're doing the whole thing again. Draymond, Defensive Player of the Year. Steph is the MVP. And it all went sideways. And at some point, I decided in my notes, it's not this year. It's not happening. Sorry. It was happening. They were the best team now it's not happening. It just didn't go right. Too many injuries. It's just not there. That's kind of how I feel about things right now. I feel like it's just not happening. What? Last year, boy, did I ever have some FOMO on my Warriors. No, I didn't have anything on them. I had no positions for Warriors stuff as they rampaged through the NBA and did all the things that I absolutely, 100% believe they were going to and then opted out of because I worried about the injuries. So. I would take a Warriors pick of the three because the number is long. I think appropriately so. I think the Warriors are going to have to be out of the play-in. I think the Warriors probably would have to win two play-in games. I don't even know if the Warriors make the play-in. That's what I truly think about the Golden State Warriors. Okay, But if they get in and I got Steph and Draymond, whatever. I don't care about the rest. I don't believe on the roster. I don't like it but I don't really feel like I'm losing out a ton by not taking the Dallas or Clippers number. I don't think there's a great value in any of the three, but I learned my lesson last year. If I got to pick one, just give me Steph and Draymond.
0: Uh, if I have, if I upgrade the Warriors three points for Steph, which I think that's what he's worth to to my power rating, if I upgrade him them three points, they're all of a sudden, they're basically on the bubble of the 6-7. They're tied essentially with the Clippers, the Wolves, and Clippers and Wolves for the, the sixth spot, any one of those teams could get in. So I don't have them considerably higher. The it's, If they win the title, it'll be one of the most impressive runs in terms of adversity that they <sighs> faced, And that'll be very impressive. Let's wrap up by going over some best bets here. Um, I'm going to give you the floor and let you kind of go over these. Let's yeah. start with, we've gone over Grizz two seed minus 150 in their Kings bets. Let's go with OKC. You'd like to play in tournament at plus 240 there for them.
1: I do. Yeah. Joe and I are going to do for Friday buckets, a whole play in so You can keep an eye out there coming this Friday. I actually think the Oklahoma city thunder are the most likely team in the West to make the play in tournament. And I think that you get them at a plus two forty to make the play. And I have to take that, but the thunder, I think are really being overlooked here. They are a game away from 500. And I think they're sort of they weirdly have a similar profile to the Jazz, but the Jazz were really good for a while and then kind of tailed off when people stopped sort of paying attention. People like me, I will add. And now the Jazz are back to not really being good. They're kind of the thing that you said about the Kings. The Thunder were the other way. The Thunder were not good. We expected the Thunder not be good. And now, quietly, the Thunder are up to 10th in net oh rating. Gosh. They're top 12 on offense and defense. Yep. Last 15 games. The Thunder are third in that rating, third. That's like conference finals good. I'm not putting this team in the conference finals, but I feel like we're kind of doing this thing and books seem to be treating them like, well, it's cute, cute story. But pretty soon there's a team with Steph and there's a team with LeBron and there's a team with Dame and they all have superstars. And thanks for playing Oklahoma City. I feel like that's wrong. And honestly, the way he's played this year, I feel like Shea belongs in that conversation absolutely with those three guys and the rest of the roster is playing better than the rest of those other guys' rosters. The Thunder are pretty good. They're just pretty good. Mark Dagnall, we've always have thought, was a pretty pretty average. Okay, better. they're probably not pretty good, but they're they're solid. They're in that Damn. range.
0: I like. You're right. Yeah, I think Mark But you were talking about Mark Dagnall. He's awesome. Mark Dagnall is yeah. awesome. They are pretty right? good. My my question I was trying to interrupt to ask you is like, okay. can you imagine what will happen if the Thunder knock out LeBron in the play-in tournament? If it's well, 9-10 and the Thunder go into LA after knocking him out in after beating him in the game where he set the all-time scoring record <laughs> and they housed them to then go yeah. in and eliminate like the absolute just sheer cries that will like there will be it'll be panic in the streets of the Thunder uh, or the Warriors. Like if they knock out either one of those teams, it's going to be like the Thunder.
1: Well, and here's the thing. I don't know what the number is to make the playoff proper. I don't want to know. I don't want to bet on the Thunder to go do stuff in the plane and beyond. Maybe they do. I I will enjoy it. I love the Thunder. I've gotten to lots of games in OKC, fun plays, fun team. I just want to make the play in. I don't know if the Thunder, quote, knock out the Lakers or the Warriors by beating them head to head. I absolutely think the Thunder might knock out the Lakers or Warriors by stealing their spot in the play-in. Cause I think there's a lot of teams that are looking down there like, well, there's four spots down here for us to get. And I think oh, there might be three, there might only be three. The Thunder might already have one of those that you are discounting from seeing. I, I toggle this too. One quirky thing that I like about the Thunder, their schedule All four games the Thunder play against the Jazz are still to come. And I think that is weirdly this huge swing factor for them. If you play the Thunder against the Jazz first month of the season, I think Utah, as well as they were playing, wins three of those games, maybe all four. The Thunder weren't good. The Jazz are killing teams. Now Utah traded away. Mike Conley, Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt. Now Utah, I think, is moving towards probably a a stealth tank toward the finish line. I don't think they're in the same class as OKC here. Now, OKC, I think, wins three or four of those games. That weird, weird little scheduling glitch that's going to be maybe like a three-game swing, that weird scheduling glitch might knock LeBron or Steph out of the playoffs. Congratulations, NBA money and economics the weird scheduling OKC Utah thing that would never have possibly mattered might like swing the playoff race. Yeah. And it's weird, but I want to bet it plus 240 to make the play plan.
0: Um, we both like Spurs under 20 and a half. I don't think we need to like really go into detail on this. It's pretty obvious. The Spurs are actively tanking. I have like I think the Rockets are the worst team in the league. I have the Spurs power rated below them. Like it's not, <laughs> this is not hard to figure out. Like the Spurs, I don't think are gonna hit 20 wins. Like I kind of made that argument in preseason about when we were doing the over under win totals. I didn't bet it, but I was like, look, it was, Pop still went over 20 and back in 90 uh 98 when they were trying to to get Duncan. They still went like this team's worse. That this team is just categorically worse in every category. They are aligned in their in their incentives. They they traded away Yach like it the under 20 and a half minus 110 is a very good bet. I don't want to go into jazz. Let's save that for another time. Because you have, a th- you have the under thirty nine and a half. 39 and a half. I would say like, I'm not as like, you're like, they trade away all the good, the good guys. They still have a bunch of good guys <laughs> left. Like Lori Barkin, it's really good. And they're really well coached. Uh, They're, they're really well coached. The last one I want to ask you about is the Dallas Mavericks. You have the under 45 and a half uh, minus one, a little bit of juice on it. Why do you like the Mavs under at 45 and a half? Yeah,
1: I just think it's a numbers thing. I'm looking at it, the Dallas Mavericks are 31-29 and right now. So there are 22 games left, and the number is 45-and-a-half. Dallas has to win 15 games out of 22 to hit the over. Dallas has to go 15-and-7. That is a 56-win pace. Why in the world do we think this weird, unproven Mavericks team is a 56-win team over the final stretch? The schedule is, is soft for sure. But like, why do we think this is, we think well, this is rating Dallas to be the best team in the West for the final 22 games. A 56 win team would be the best team in the West. And I I, I don't understand why that would be the case. i said before, I think the books are treating the Mavs with, you know, we talked about that Kyrie or the, the Durant momentum and the the books kind of, inflated the Suns. I think it happened with Dallas and it hasn't readjusted yet. I think Dallas is being treated like they're in that 3 to 6 grouping with the Clippers and Suns and frankly they're they're head of the Kings and everything. I don't think they are. I think Dallas is in the next group down with Minnesota and OKC and Golden State and the Lakers. Uh, Dallas under 45 and a half is just it's too many wins. 15 and 7 is too much for me to ask for. I don't trust the defense. They don't have any. I don't trust Kyrie to show up any given a night or actually play basketball. And there's just, there's too many other teams in the West. All those seven to 12 teams, somebody could go on a run. Oh, look, Zion's back and the Pelicans are really good. Hey, Cats back. The Timberwolves are winning a lot of games. Here comes LeBron. Here comes Steph. There's so many other teams. So I think actually under 45 and a half, just as a numbers play, plus 350 at some books to make the play in. They're the six seed right now they only they're tied in the losses column for the 10 seed right now yeah they're right there and I just I don't think that it's that much of a lock I don't want to bet them to miss the playoffs because they're going to be in the plane at least and then it's Luca and Kyrie and you're gonna at least get out from there I just think we're giving Dallas a little too much credit overall I like the under and I might look for some kind of alt ways to to see how far down could this thing go.
0: I have uh, one more best bet. So I've got Spurs under 20 and a half with you. Um, you've swung me on the Kings bet, I think. I had Suns plus 185 third seed with the Kings plus 480 Pacific Division hedge. I think you've convinced me on the Kings bet. Mm. Uh, my final one is going to be the Wolves over. This number is mm. is really insulting. Um, the Wolves are at 40 and a half on their win total. Um, if we look at where they're at and where they're going, you know, the Wolves right now, are at 31 wins with 21 games remaining like that's projecting them for nine and 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 12 is what they're they're basically saying that this team or that yeah uh,
1: they're 31 and 30 so to hit an over they have to get to they have to go 10 and 11 to hit the over
0: well, i don't understand that i don't <laughs> understand that at all uh the Wolves last 15, 9-6 and six with a plus 1.3 net rating. That's better than Dallas. Um, if we look at, like, I've got them projected at 43. I have them a solid three wins over here. Folks, Minnesota Timberwolves are good. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, they're a good team. They're well coached. All the things I said about them, like, pretty accurate. Now, uh, Towns is going to come back in. But one of the things that him being out has allowed is they figured out kind of an identity. This team's like, team identity is a lot better. It's like Ant and aggressiveness and Kyle Anderson and Jordan McLaughlin like they're a better team now I think Kat helps them I think in like Mike Conley for Delo it's gonna hurt them in some clutch situations because of what Delo can do in terms of shooting you can already tell that like Mike's helping them be better everyone feels better with Mike there like I don't think that like Mike Conley may not even be as good of a player in terms of like statistically or if we were to like rate them with his age yeah, it's
1: the westbrook thing i said it, yeah. he's gonna help you win a game
0: yes and that's the thing so uh i love the wolves over 40 and a half here that they've been criminally underrated essentially since towns went down i we'll see if towns comes back that's getting to be pretty late in the season but no yeah. uh, i do think that they wind up going to over 500 i like the wolves over here
1: uh, i uh, I'll, I'll just chime in with two quick things to wrap up here number one we talked about Spurs under jazz under. You mentioned we got a tanking piece going up this week at action network that you can read. I, I made the case, both of those. I do like those a lot. So i to make sure you see those. I got Timberwolves back for you here. I'm looking, looking around here. Timberwolves versus Pelicans, head to head wins, not, not against each other, but like who finishes with the most wins. Timberwolves versus Pelicans. The Minnesota Timberwolves are plus head to head against the Pelicans. And I think you want to take that bet. We didn't really do Pelicans on here, but Minnesota is 31 and 30 right now. New Orleans is 30 and 29. Oh, so effectively okay. they're tied. The Minnesota's played two extra games. Do, do you like the Minnesota plus 210 against the the Pelicans? No,
0: because then I'm betting against my own over-under win total on the Pels. That would die. <laughs> right and we just
1: can't let go of this zion team you're still
0: holding out hope for that hammy i want to believe that they'll go on a huge run and take over the grizzlies and and win the division that they should have won i'm so sad (laughs) not fair all right that's gonna wrap it up for buckets thanks for joining us everybody make sure to to, uh rate review and subscribe my thanks to david payne for producing this episode we're gonna be adding best Best episodes over the next couple of weeks uh brandon as you mentioned we'll be back with joe on friday looking at the play in tournament we'll get you all sorts of conversations on that make sure to check that out until then thanks for joining us everybody have yourselves a great week We'll see you again next time. Till then, let's get buckets.
1: Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.